The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you what, who deserves a shot the United States Heavyweight Series. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Hello, and welcome to episode 277 of the WrestleCast. <laughs> I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and as the song says, Christmas time is here, so <laughs> I've got three gifts under the tree, or Don DeLorente's little helpers. In the Are we f- wrapped or unwrapped? Definitely unwrapped. wrapped. This is classy here, a classy podcast. <laughs> oh, because we're not doing the uh, sex toy commercials no more? <laughs> <laughs> We're we're PG. We've shed our PG fourteen uh, label. No, okay. But of course, I have my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. How are you? I'm wonderful. We have Miss J to the Max. Hello, friends. And we also have Miss Tatiana Janine. I have returned and I am so happy to be here. <laughs> we glad you back, G. <laughs> so this is the ladies' night lineup, including Don DeLorente. So I'm stepping out of the production booth onto the mic. I'm just gonna be the flagman here, try to keep this thing somewhat on the rails. But it's good gonna, luck. Yeah, it's good gonna, luck. It's gonna be mostly like a ladies' night wrestle cast with me just adding my little two cents in. So there's no news. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of boring wrestling from last Friday up until Sunday. So we'll let Miss Didi Jonet tell us about the last SmackDown before TLC. Okay, so if we're talking about that SmackDown, we open with King Corbin and Ziggles in the ring. Corbin thanks the crowd for being so welcoming. Jokes about Dolph and the place. Still smelling like dog food after last week. Corbin says his 2019 has been incredible. He beat Kurt Angle at WrestleMania, won King of the Ring, and he promises to close by beating Roman Reigns at TLC. Promises to use everything at his disposal to make the big dog bow down to his king and be the sole leader of SmackDown going into 2020. He and Ziggles mock the unchained quote-unquote stuff that's been around Reigns this week, joking that scared dogs run away when they're unchained. He's got security all week. No, he's got security all around the building. And Reigns would just get something even worse than last week if he showed up. Corbin says a lot of people are happy that Roman isn't showing up this week. And then him and then he has Dolph speak on behalf of the locker room. 
to approve his actions of last week. Ziggle says that Roman stepped up to Corbin and got put down. That's rude. He tried to lead a hail Corbin chant, but the new day arrived. They mocked um, Baron Corbin's attire and his image in his imaginary kingdom. Baron and Folk Kingston noting that Barack, Barack, not Barack. Lesnar beat him in seven seconds. That's rude. Beat him in seven seconds. Kingston says it was more like eight. Okay, let's get accurate. <laughs> but he's still the champion of the people. While Baron Corbin had a good year, Kingston won the title at WrestleMania and reigned for six months and beat everyone, including Ziggles. Uh, he didn't complain about losing the title. He got back to marching forward and there's seven time seven time tag team champions now. Kofi continues mocking Baron Corbin and says that if he were a real king, he'd have pride and dignity. But Baron is incorpor- incapable of having any of those things. Baron mocks the one lucky day in Kingston's eleven year career. So Kingston slaps him. Yes, fight. Baron tells Kofi that if he wants to be a locker room leader like Roman, he'll get humiliated like Roman. And so then Corby and, I'm sorry, Corbin and Kofi is going to be a thing in the future, we think. So hold on for a second. Mm -hmm. So basically, Kofi's going to carry the match is what she's saying. Gosh. That's exactly what I heard. That's what I got. That's what I heard. That's what I got out of it. When you um, make your next crisscross trip around the uh, globe, Miss J to the Max, make sure you add uh, the New Day's podcast, New Day Feel the Power, to your queue. This week, Xavier Woods talked about being hurt, and they basically talked about, you know, just, you know, being hurt and what it kind of does to a wrestler. And he was like, the doctor told him that he completely ruptured his Achilles. He's, he said it'll be 14 minutes for the surgery. He, he said, if you do everything right, you could come back in nine months. If you have setbacks, you can come back in a year. It might take you a year and a half to feel like normal again. So Xavier Woods was talking just about how such a trip, you know, seeing them do things and he's not there and feeling so, you know, unattached and it's like, hey, this is all I ever wanted to do and, you know, it's just like, you know, really good podcast to check out. So, yeah, check it out. That was like their third episode. The first two episodes, the first two episodes they talk about... Um, I mean, I'm sure their podcast is good, but they could just they could just hire us and it would be bad. I mean, I'm just saying, could you imagine all of us on a podcast with the New Day? It would be lit. It would be, be long. It, exactly. It, it would be, be long, long, but it would be entertaining. Everybody's like devices would need to be recharged. Like, did you plug your computer in? Did you plug yours in? Yes. Because yeah. we already know. It's really good though. So check it out. I will. I mean, after us, bro. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um. Wait a minute. Where did my notes go? Here's Bray Wyatt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a video package. And then in the back, Baron Corbin and Ziggles find a security guy who's laid out 
outside of their locker room. In the room, there's another goof smashed through a table, and they wonder out loud who did this. There's, who done it? It's like Clue. <laughs> there's, first of all, Clue was the best movie ever. It was Roman Reigns in a men's locker room with a kendo stick. <laughs> Y'all are on some other shit. I just want to make sure that everybody understands that Clue the movie is top two, and it's not number two. What's top? top what's, two what's number of, two? Of top two of what? What you mean of what? It is the best. It's the best movie ever. Like ever, ever. I mean, ever, ever. Unless we're doing like trading places, and then like maybe we can talk about it. But like top two. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, that was real judgy of the both of you. And I don't. And in stereo at the same right, time. Like in unison and shit. Like, goddamn. You know, well, that don't like matter. That I, down, they pick up everything. Well, that don't matter. I said what I said and I meant what I said. <laughs> the fuck? Wait, hold on. I lost my shit. I'm going to have to go back and, and watch the movie Clue again and revisit some things. Right, she's she talking about a different Clue. Cause... No, Clue, the movie, based on the game, is mm. top two. Girl, even the game two. is better than the movie. Stop playing. I'm sorry, what? Listen, I said what I said. We don't need to get into this. There are people who are not here for this. But I said what I said. Which People is, are always oh, here for our shenanigans. They are. And honestly, they're better than the show. But that's the show's problem, not ours. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. <laughs> <where are> we? <laughs> Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Sonya. Really? Girl, why? You know what? I said, oh, I said, oh, I now, see it. I, I said Alexa Bliss, and why my Alexa wake up and start giving me the weather? Because it's it's scams. Mandy Always Rose, listening. Mandy Always. Rose, Mandy Rose got dumped to the floor, allowing Nikki to hit Sonya with the purge and get the win. You know um, what? The future women's champion Sonya does not deserve this. Everybody believes that she's the future women's champion, and I just girl, I can't believe you think Clue is the best movie in the world. So <laughs> you are just yeah. Exactly. Here we are. Who is in fact the best movie? Like the best comedy. Didi, it ain't even close. What you mean? First of all, they have Tim Curry. Second of all, they have Martin Mull. Third of all, they have the bitch who played Miss Peacock. Fourth of all, they had a girl who played Miss Charlotte, <laughs> who was like, yeah. Everybody was talking about, oh my God, I'm being framed. And she was like, oh, but I did what I got framed for. Like, you got damn right. I did all that shady shit. Like, uh, an icon of, fuck yes, I did it. And what? Like, who are you to judge me? Like, she had the Caucasian temerity before that was even a thing. How could you not stand? Like, what? It's okay. You weren't ready. It's fine. <laughs> we we move on. Oh, we, uh, we move on. Um <laughs> what, 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 keep moving. Okay. 
Sammy Zayn that was heavy machinery who has sat Santa hats and a gift. Otis got Sammy in the secret Santa pool. Sammy opens it to find a Christmas ham. I feel like Sammy doesn't eat ham. Um, whatever. He's Muslim. He does not eat ham. <laughs> See, I felt I knew that. I knew that before I read that. I was like, I think you don't. <laughs> they petty as hell for that. <laughs> he says it's the worst gift, specifically because he doesn't eat ham, because he's a vegan, and calls it an insult. Otis See? says he's sorry because See? Otis is a sweet child. Um. Sami Zayn mocks him for the apology and asks Tucker how he deals with Otis, who he resumes mocking. He calls Otis an oaf. I feel like that's like wow. a synonym for fat, which doesn't go over well. Nakamura and Cesaro show up to delay a brawl. Cesaro takes the ham, <laughs> uh, holds it for a second, and then tosses it to the where, First, first of, all, of all, where is Cesaro being? Well, okay, Cesaro was in D.C. with me. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Guess who that's new to? <laughs> hey, Cesaro. New to all of us. He's been at Eagle Arena. He's been at whatever that fucking place is called. I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> can't even make it make a sense because I don't know what the fuck that place is. Is this what Vince thinks of Cesaro now? He just got him walking around with hams in his hand. <laughs> it was very disrespectful. It was disrespectful that they gave Sammy the ham and then it was very disrespectful when Cesaro took the good ham and threw the shit on the ground. <laughs> like, you know, Otis was like, I could have ate that. Hams on the ground. Who raised you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Vince need to retire. Yo, Dr. Pimple Popper is that bitch. Anyway, I digress. Um, what did I tell you? I told you the revival. Asked about it, and Sammy was mocking him as Cesaro took the ham and, and threw, threw it, it on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then there was a match between the revival and then Chad Gable and Mustafa. He not Shorty G no more. We don't call well, him Shorty G on this show. <laughs> Well, Mono's calling Chad, and I'm a fan of that. But Shorty Gable was just—I felt like it was rude. <laughs> um, he hits the chaos theory, but uh, Dash cuts that off with a splash. There's a 450 by Ali. Everyone hit is down. Um, Ali runs into the shatter machine, so the revival get the win. And, That's too bad. You know. Aww. The Caucasians win. Sorry, sorry. Bailey is interviewed, says that Lacey Evans might be impressive to other people. She means white people. But <laughs> um, what happened? Where'd it go? But she doesn't care about people. Yeah, there you go. Where'd Caucasians. Where did my notes go? Okay, yeah. You know, that's what happened when she you drink too much. Jesus Christ. She wasted years doing what other people wanted and she feels entitled. No, she feels the title speaks for itself. I am so sorry. I was at a holiday party and there was <laughs> limited alcohol. Like not just wine, but like liquor. Had a lot of vodka. Sorry. sorry. Oh, Bay Elias is in the background strumming to cut somebody off. Bailey. Bailey is insulted by being cut off. 
And Elias says that he got Bailey for secret. He said he got Bailey for secret Santa. He said that he could have. He said that he could have had a threesome, but ever since that she got that new haircut, he wasn't feeling it with her and Sasha. And the song. he also said it was like I feel like oh, the threesome would be with like you and Sasha, and it was like mm, not mad at it. I I see the thought process. Um. He says he got Billy for the Secret Santa, so he has a song for his gift. He mocks her. Uh, Billy ends up calling the song stupid and picks a fight with Dana Brooke. How's she gonna pick a fight with the Muppet? I know. But it, it does evolve into them having a match. She actually runs wild on Bailey. She has a tribute bomb to Big Dave Batista. <laughs> However, Bailey quickly ends things with the rose plant. I mean, y'all think the uh, what's the the Muppet and Dave Batista been flirting on the on the on Twitters? <laughs> they have, and it is. So I'm like, can y'all just go ahead and just get together already? And I think she broke up with her little NBA boyfriend because his pictures are gone off her Insta. Ooh, Insta's how you know when things is real. And he just get he getting divorced, so hey, well even better. Time. So look at how- God. Is that? Um, so they have a match. Uh, like I said, Bailey won. After the match, there's a video package of Sheamus. I miss Sheamus. Maybe I'm the only one. It's okay. I don't feel bad. Uh, and then after you're the that, only one that thinks Clue's a great movie. So hey, oh my you are God. disrespectful because Clue is an amazing movie. <laughs> you're rude. <laughs> Dancing as a group, and now we're back here. What I need, what I need the both of you to do is actually watch the movie before you're like, yes. No, we've seen it, which is why we never watched it again. Where I'm at, it's just like, how dare you say that it's not a great movie? Listen, when it is, as far as Jade, I'm not. It's one of those movies that's like on, and the remote controls on the other side of the room, so you're too lazy to get up, so you just keep watching it. Dare you? I'm not gonna. Clue Two is movie. Clue, Clue is an amazing movie. It has three different endings. Okay. It is not the best movie. Ever. It's not no, the best. No. It's not the worst. Tell you it's the but best. But it's not movie. the best. It's a great movie though. I, it's I, a good I will, movie. I will. I will meet you at good. But if you try to say it's less than a good movie, okay, then, we'll say we'll we say have, good. We'll say I good. Can, I can agree I to can good. Okay. Say good. Okay. Okay. I can meet you at good. If okay. To, to pretend it's less than good is not okay. Oh, it's a Lord. good to great movie. Hmm. I say great. If other people say good, I'm I accept that. I didn't have cable for five years, so my clearly. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Bosley was doing everything he needed to do. Okay. <laughs> Bosley Bosler, Boston, whatever the fuck his name was. He was doing what he needed to do. Okay. He interview time things. with the Miz. What? The interview Miz? time with the Miz. That's in your notes, right? Is it? I'm trying to get us back on track since it I took is, us off track. Sure so. Miz still don't know how um Daniel Bryan is. Renee asks why he's interested in Daniel Bryan again and brings up the, their past, aka when Daniel Bryan was giving him that fever. Miz, oh, I mean when Miz was giving Daniel Bryan a fever. Miz doesn't have a good answer. 
He says that he and Daniel Bryan bring out the best and worst in each other. He acknowledges the love the fans have for Daniel Bryan and how important he is. And despite their occasional dislike, he he respects Daniel Bryan. And he feels like it's finally time to do the right thing himself. I feel like that's a lie. Who's calling me from Silver Spring? I'm not answering. When asked about last week, Miz says why it likes to play mind games and and okay, I'm and he knows that he also plays my games as well. He says the doctor's photo is still in his head and he doesn't feel he's got a choice in accepting the fight with Ray Wyatt. Ray claims to have changed everybody who stepped into the ring with him, but Miss Essie changed as well, but it was through fatherhood and his family is the most important thing to him. That means he's cheating with like the other girl. That's what that means. Miz notes he genuinely doesn't know what Bray Wyatt is capable of. Young asks if he's afraid about the match. Maurice Oscarine calls the Miz over to see what see Bray on the tablet. And the Funhouse puppets are in the crib of their daughter and they're playing with her. That's creepy. Ms. and Maurice run to the nursery. They find a doll with theme-style face paint. Ms. asks the baby where she got it from, and she's an infant. She doesn't have words. She doesn't answer. <laughs> and so then he tosses it, and then he makes the camera crew leave, and they say the interview is over. Uh, they went straight to the paranormal activity route. It was super Annabelle. creepy. <laughs> It was just like, where you get this from? Where you get this from? But it's like she's not even two. She doesn't know where she got it from. Like, <laughs> even if she knew, she doesn't have the vocabulary base. Like, sorry. Um. Anyway, back in the arena, it's the Firefly Funhouse time. The new Zool is on the screen as Bray shows up. He says he was just trying to be nice, and as it's the holiday season. And it's the time of giving. He says he he says that's how much the Miz loves his family. Makes his heart say yowie, wowie. He says Abby taught him that nobody likes a snitch. Okay, ethnic. That remember when I told you Bray Wyatt was black? You're welcome. He said that snitches get stitches again, black. And says the Miz worked so hard to expose. What happened to Daniel Bryan that he exposed himself? So Daniel Bryan is still with him, but the Miz is here with Bray Wyatt. He says he trained himself to not feel pain because pain is just a chemical reaction in the brain. And then he says that the Miz can train himself not to feel love and offers to teach him that trick if he'll let him in. To close, he says Marine 5 was fire. Come on. The best in the series. All right. And he hopes to see him at TLC. He uh, saw Clue too, didn't he? <laughs> the Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt is full of little inside wrestling shit. If you know what you're looking for and listen to it. There's so many Easter eggs in this shit. Like before... It used to be the promos that 
team off kilter, but they were they had all the little hidden meanings in it. Now it's these little Firefly Funhouse things. Yep. He's awesome. um, backstage, Baron Corbin and Ziggles find more geeks laid out. Baron says they won't just humiliate Kofi tonight. They'll make a statement. There's a match between Cesaro and Nakamura, and they face heavy machinery. Cesaro stops the compactor, but he's taken down, and Otis looks for the caterpillar. There's a distract. Ooh, there's a distraction. Drink up, ladies and gentlemen. There's a distraction by Samiso, and the Kinshasa finishes Tucker for the win. We love to see it. Barrett Corbin tries to rally his remaining security geeks. They also show um, a video on the Batista and NWO Hall of Fame announcements. How do we feel about it? How do we feel about NWO? Is it feel too soon, too late? Are we like mad that they included that that racist guy? I think they just running out of people to induct in the Hall of Fame. Fair, but I do no. I I, I rock with the NWO minus Hulk Hogan. Fair. Poor Hulk Hogan. <laughs> minus him. I will say Hulk Hogan's music certainly deserves to be enrolled into the Hall of Fame. His that entrance music that that Jimi Hendrix used, like absolutely. The only Hogan we acknowledge is Hogan's Heroes. Okay, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> one time for Sam, I got to sneak this one in. We do acknowledge Kira Hogan too, but he's the only person who watches Impact. Well, I remember Kira. She's the ethnic girl. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. I know who she is. Yeah. I had no idea that Impact Wrestling was still with us. God it's, bless. It's- Absolutely. It amazing. is. And it Tessa is. Blanchard, someone just did a really great article on her recently. and She has a championship, impact championship match coming up Look against the current, the current impact champion. The, the, I forget his name. but Sammy Callahan. Thank you, Don. Him. Yes. They're <laughs> they've gone the full intergender route with uh, Tessa Blanchard over there on impact. And they're putting that on. Because TV. she's that damn good. Oh, Jade, how is your problematic friend who likes all the horrible people? Oh, she's fine. Wonderful. I enjoy her. I do, too. We got to get her back on the show soon. Yeah, it's just her choices are awful. But she's a sweetheart. It's kind of like a... But, you know, she's not like Megan McCain-ish with it, you know? No, no, no. Oh, my God. She legit feels the way she feels. Like, she's not angry about it. Right. She just happens to feel that And she respects other people's, you know opinions yeah. and what they have to say yeah yeah she's she's not like put down the stairs poor choice it's just like oh that's what you think oh. right right you, you just kind of look and just like oh you make that like that long sound with it. but i think she just you know but she's also really heavy into the indies too so you she know. does enjoy indie that yes I- which i do as well she actually kind of got me more into the indies too then so. you would, then she would really enjoy y'all would really enjoy AEW then cuz it's really a bunch of like it's just high level indie oh yeah wrestling with a little bit of like Cody and Jericho sprinkled in around it to reiterate, I don't see it for Hulk Hogan. However, the Jimi Hendrix intro is like top ten. 
Awesome. Okay, well, we can put the, the that song in the Hall of Fame. We Hogan don't need to be inducted no more times. I'm a big fan of that. Like, I would love to put his music before I put him in. And I would love to put his music in and never put him in. But that, that, like, that shit is iconic. Iconic. Like, iconic. Like, <laughs> when you're just like, ah, where'd you get that from? Like, that was a great choice. <laughs> It's like when you have to imagine all of like the musical riffs that somebody looked over and you're like, yeah, that one. <laughs> it's like, good job. Um, there's a match between King Corbin and Kofi Kingston. And here's Kingston. Whipped into the ropes and a shoulder tackle by Corbin. You know, uh, Corbin and Ziggler came out here tonight talking about how the locker room loved what they did to Roman Reigns last week. Good thing the New Day came out and set that straight. Well, I mean, I don't know that the New Day are... are oh, Corbin over the top rope lands hard right in front of us. Official spokespeople of the entire locker room. Well, I believe their word more than I do Corbin and Ziggler's. Oh, and Kingston with a drop kick to Corbin. I've never believed Bar anything Baron Corbin said. King Corbin, Cole. Oh, uh, sorry. And Kingston now up to the top rope. King Corbin in front of us in trouble. Kofi Kingston takes out Corbin. King chance from the uh, faithful here in Milwaukee. Kofi back to his feet and Corbin all oh, runs into an elbow and Kofi now looking to build some momentum. Hit by Kingston, here comes Kofi. Great athleticism by the King Corbin. Look out! Oh wait! Kofi into the SOS, caught Corbin for the win to knock off the King and Corbin at two and a half. Oh, Dolph Ziggler grabbing the foot of Kingston. See ya. That seems excessive. Dolph Ziggler's been ejected from ringside. Maybe Kofi Case can have an even matchup now with the King. Well, it's even about this. King Corbin's outnumbered now. Hey, look at Dolph Ziggler refusing to head back to the locker room. And now assaulting Big E. And now Kingston. And now Corbin. And now a brawl is broken out. All because Big E wouldn't stop popping his gums. Big E continued to mock Dolph Ziggler. Officials out here to separate these two teams. Emotions are running wild here tonight on Friday Night SmackDown. Oh my goodness, hellacious clothesline. Big E's not done yet, he's fired up. Big E wants a microphone. You two want to fight? We got a match right now. Uh, King Corbin and Ziggles. Then fight the New Day in a tag match. Kofi tags and runs wild on the Ziggles. Ziggles super kicks Big E. Baron lays in ground and pound on Kofi. They get handcuffs. That's a DQ. Post-match, um, they hang Kofi in the corner like they did Roman Reigns last week. So what that means is 
it's long handcuffs over the, the long post at the corner. Uh, Corbin pulls out some more dog food, real disrespectful, mildly racist. The revival cuts off Big E oops, with a shower machine. Robin comes out to make the save. He runs over a bunch of security goose. He takes out the revival and he takes out my security guards. But then the revival toss Roman into the ring where he lands Superman punches to the revival and Ziggler's butt. Corbin attacks him. He gets the scepter. Roman hits a Superman punch. He's out. However, he leaves the scepter behind. Roman gets the scepter and the can of dog food. Ziggles hit a super kick. He cuts him off. The revival set rings on the announce table. Ziggles, he climbs the ladder. However, Big E is there. He takes out the revival. This is a lot. I'm sorry. Roman, he's up. He chokes slams Ziggles off of the ladder through the announce table. As Baron looks mortified on the ramp, Roman stands tall in the ring as the show ends. That is how your Friday going into your TLC ends. They did all that fighting around Kofi <laughs> and nobody stopped to at least like get it off of the ring post. Make the man look at least halfway comfortable even though he was handcuffed. <laughs> it's like, dang. Y'all know Vince McMahon being in the back like, this is going to be great. This is going to go over well. It should be so trash. Like, bro, you see now, for real. Yeah, that <laughs> was... so out of touch. This dog food thing is going to be great. Really? I was mildly offended when I saw that. And I don't even watch Raw no more. Or SmackDown. Whatever show. It, both of them the same. Terrible <laughs> show. But when I saw the... I was like, wait, he put dog food on a what? And I only saw it because I was watching NXT and they did a recap. Yeah. But, yeah, they've been doing this big dog thing with Baron Corbin, and ever since they had the dog mascot come out, they've been just wearing that shit out. It was funny when the dog mascot came out to Roman's music. I did like <laughs> Okay, that was funny. <laughs> it would have been even better if Snoop Dogg's mascot had came out with the big blunt. <laughs> that would have been even better. Uh so I'm going to tell everybody about TLC. Hashtag no scrubs task. <laughs> Thank you for everybody joining the lops. We definitely enjoy it. Everybody's pro wrestling commentary with color. You didn't see it on the pre-show, but the revival. We didn't. <laughs> the revival came up there and they had a heated exchange with Booker T. Like they ran Booker T down. They was like, how disrespectful. That was like, um, <laughs> that was like, man, you ain't really got nothing to say to us. It was like, why don't you go get your other half, the one we actually respect, Stevie Ray, and y'all come holler at us. Y'all come have a match. Revival versus Harlem Heat. <laughs> that was like running Booker T down. And he was just like sitting there. He was real calm, real collected. They said what they had to say. They walked off. And because then, they know Booker T will drop nigga. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, Booker T was like, see, you can't always go back at people. He was like, sometimes you have to sit there and let them get it all out and say what they have to say. He was like, I could have 
I forgot what the term he used, but he was like, I could have like verbally eviscerated them. It would have been all over Twitter and then we would have had a bigger mess. But they said what they had to say. They was heard. And and he's like, now we're about to move on and do the show. So in the pre-show, Andrade faced Umberto Carrillo. Umberto counters the DDT. They tease the Selena Vega distraction and Andrade hits the suplex. Andrade goes up top, he gets cut off, and the avalanche pulls around and follows. Carrillo then heads up top and he hits the moonsault. And Umberto Carrillo gets another win over Andrade, seeing Almas. And they keep teasing that seeing Almas and Selena Vega about to break up. Charlotte must have um must have put in a word with somebody. <laughs> That's what I tweeted about a couple weeks ago when her and uh when Zelina and Andrade first started bickering when he lost to Korea. I'm like, mm-hmm, Charlotte must have went ahead and told Vince, mm-hmm, we gotta wrap this up. You know, I'm out here wearing matching Burberries and you know, Buckwheat Timberlands, and you know, it's time to wrap this up. We together. <laughs> they look like such a ghetto couple with that Burberry outfit on. <laughs> so terrible. So terrible. Fashion cast. Uh, so we start the pay-per-view with like a Firefly Funhouse opening. So it sets up all the matches of the pay-per-view. It's pretty cool. First match of the night of the official pay-per-view. The New Day versus the Revival SmackDown tag team title match. But this was a ladder match. The Revival and Kofi climb the ladder. Kofi gets like trapped up in the tree of woe in the ladder. Big E climbs the ladder and Big E hits a big ending off of the ladder on the dash wilder. Dawson climbs up another ladder. Kofi hits him with the titles to send him back down to the mat. Kofi then climbs the ladder he's on. He gets the titles and the New Day retain the SmackDown tag team titles. Uh, This match was probably the best match of the night to me. Uh, I know Kofi says that he doesn't want to be like the guy who does the cool stuff in the Royal Rumble and stuff. But, um, yeah, you're that guy, Kofi, because he did a whole bunch of cool, that type of cool shit in this match. W- walking around the ropes, jumping off of ladders and hopping over shit. So really good match. Revival and New Day got a lot of time and they did good things. Kayla interviews King Corbin. He's not worried about tonight because he has reigns right where he wants them. And he will beat the big dog tonight and become his master. Now, the second best match of the night, Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. They work up top. There's a kick by Black and then Buddy counters into the Cheeky Nando's kick. Buddy hits three more Chicky Nando's kicks, and the Liger Bomb follows for a two count. The Kamagoye is countered. We get an elbow by Aleister Black, a knee strike by Buddy, and the Brain Buster follows for a two count. They fire up, Black fires back, they trade strikes, and the Black Mass by Aleister Black finishes it. He gets the win. Uh, looked like he got his nose broken in this match by Buddy Murphy. There was blood everywhere. Uh, there was blood in the first like three matches. Uh, uh, Big E, I think, got busted open in the first match. Then uh, Aleister Black got busted open in the second match. His nose got all messed up. Uh, Rusev comments on tonight's match with Lashley. Lashley can have Lana, and he'll prove that he's back on track tonight. Then we get highlights of the AOP beating down Kevin Owens on Raw and the reveal of Darth Rollins. Uh, 
the Viking Raiders, they issue their open challenge. And they, the reveal of what? Darth Rollins. Oh, okay. So you oh. haven't been watching Raw. So uh, Seth Rollins turned heel. And now, right. I knew that much. But now, Darth Rollins. Yeah, he's got, you know, he had that, that whatever, dark hoodie on or whatever when he was sitting in that chair. Yeah, he's so lame. Okay, continue. He's not as lame as a heel, though. No, he's much better as a heel than he is as a as babyface. Right, right. Miss Didi, Miss Didi and Miss Tatiana Janine, how do y'all feel about the new Seth Rollins? Twitter Seth Rollins, as we like to call him in these streets. I mean, I'm a fan of him. He seems very ethnically minded. Is all you can ask for. <laughs> Tati, any any thoughts on Seth and his new heel, his newer heel approach? All I know is I'm glad he upgraded because you know he had J and J security before, and that upgraded <laughs> that to like AOP. So yeah, at least he got some viable backup now. The Viking Raiders, like I said, issued the open challenge. Good Brothers accept. So Viking Raiders versus the Good Brothers Raw Tag Team Title Match. It breaks down. Gallows levels Ivar and Eric is dumped into the crowd. We get a suicide dive by Ivar and then we get a double count out. So this was all leading up to they had a KFC sponsorship for this match and they literally had people on the outside at a long table eating KFC. And of course, somebody got put through the KFC table and that would be Carl Anderson after the match. But what sucked was I wanted he to didn't see, he didn't deserve that, I wanted especially to see some, not a KFC table. I wanted to see somebody go through the mashed potatoes and then my man going to clear the, all the food off before he dropped them. That's, that's the whole point of having the food out there. Mm-hmm. It's just not just just not good. Miss McMahon in the back like this is going to be a great idea. Well, he got their money, so it was a good idea in that case. Yes. <laughs> The Miz is interviewed and says that Monroe is fine and safe. He's moved his family to an undisclosed location for safety. He says this is the most important and personal match of his life. He's fighting to protect his family, and he will do anything to do that. Roman Reigns versus King Corbin in what was supposed to be a TLC match, but they didn't use any of the weapons uh, to the effect that they could have, especially the ladders and the tables. But Reigns beats up Corbin security with the kendo stick until the Revival attack Reigns. The Revival rolls Reigns into the ring, but Roman fights back and takes him out. Roman dumps Corbin to the outside and hits a big dog dive into the pile. Back in, Dolph Ziggler hits chair shots to Roman to cut off the spear. The zigzag follows as Roman has no friends, it appears. The Shadow Machine follows. Corbin then hits end of days on the chair and King Corbin. Just like I told you last week, he would beat Roman Reigns. Remember, Miss Didi, when it was, I told you it wasn't time for shenanigans yet, but Baron Corbin would be a shenanigan? I know things. Bray Wyatt versus The Miz. And this was actually Bray Wyatt. We were trying to determine was it was going to be Bray Wyatt? Was it going to be The Fiend? It was actually Mr. Rogers' sweater wearing Bray Wyatt. Miz does the Pentagon arm drag, snap spot, and Brian, uh, Bray Wyatt rolls to the four. Bray Wyatt runs into the barricade, the barricade pulling like a, a Martin Riggs from Lethal Weapon to pop his shoulder back in place. The Miz attacks him. He then slams Miz into the steps. He then slams him onto the table. 
Wyatt then dumps him over the barricade. We get a draping sister Abigail on the floor. Miz barely beats the count back in the ring. And then when he gets back in the ring, Bray Wyatt hits him with another sister Abigail. And he gets the win. The match was blah, 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 blah. The Miz tried his best to make it interesting. Bray Wyatt doesn't really sell much as this new character. So it's hard to like really get into the match. But what was real easy to get into was the post-match because the fiend appears on the screen. Bray gets out his super hammer and the lights go out. All of a sudden, there's a Basaku Niba Daniel Bryan with all new short hair and short beard. He looks like 2009 Daniel Bryan. He looks like the American Dragon. All he was missing was the cape. We get drop kicks and kicks followed to Bray, the Busaku knee, and then he starts to stomp the shit out of Bray. He takes the hammer and the lights go back out. Then when they come back on, Bray has disappeared. Highlight of the night. They should have stopped right there. Wasn't going to get no higher. This was TLC. <laughs> Lashley versus Rusev, tables match. Lashley props up a table in the corner, follows with kendo stick shots, but Rusev fires up. Rusev nails Lashley with the kendo stick and starts laying into Lashley with it. Mosca kicked by Rusev. Lana attacks, and Lashley spears Rusev into a table. But the table doesn't break, so Lashley suplexes him through another table, and Bobby Lashley gets the win. Uh, the Street Profits talk as Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin, and a whole bunch of other people are brawling through the backstage. So that was quite individual to see like 40 people back there look like romping through the backstage. Our main event of the evening is the Kabuki Warriors versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair women's tag team title TLC match. Charlotte kicks a chair in the Oscar's face. Saying cuts off Becky as Charlotte lays Asuka on a table at ringside. Charlotte heads up top. Asuka pops up and stops her. We get an apron bomb on Charlotte through the table by Asuka. Becky cuts off Asuka, slams her into ladders, and starts to climb up the ladders. Asuka uses the bull rope that they introduced in the match to topple over the ladder. And then Asuka climbs up the ladder and she grabs the titles and the champions retain. Uh, this match right here was uh, kind of scary because Kari Zane wrestled like the last like eight to ten minutes, literally out on her feet. Yeah, she was not. She was in La La Land. Yeah, when she um she laid Charlotte and Becky on a table, and she jumped off the apron to like splash them both through the table, and when she hit. The, the like Charlotte kind of rolled off and when she landed she hit Becky but then she kind of like hit her chin on the table and yes yeah, she was like out for the rest of the the rest of the match you could literally see and then like right after that like right after that I guess Charlotte didn't know that she was out or Charlotte was pissed that that spot didn't go right and she fucking like overhead German suplex to her belly to, or speared her or something like boom right 
after that where she took like another hard hit to the head and then after that yeah she was like then she got power bombed through a table yeah they messed Kari Sane up after she initially hurt herself <laughs> I'm just rethinking the match like yeah she took a whole lot of stuff after she initially got hurt so yeah, so that was pretty scary to see her kind of out there being led around like you could literally see Becky Lynch like talking to her like asking if she was okay and then telling her what to do next so yeah sis was not was not awake yeah, yeah she definitely <laughs> doesn't remember that match uh, then as the champs are celebrating in the ring Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin the big brawl that started backstage spills out into the arena Roman Spears Corbin out of the stands onto the pile of everybody down below and that's how you close the show. See, here's my thing. I didn't like how that big brawl took away the spotlight from the ladies after that crazy match that main evented TLC and then it's like no, like they ain't even really show Asuka getting to celebrate retaining the titles like I don't know. It just really ticked me off. It's like come on now. Let the ladies have their moment. And yeah. I feel like they do that so much to Asuka, especially. Yeah, and she could have had to stand alone, especially for what they do on Monday Night Raw with Becky's promo. Uh, they had a lot of ambitious spots that they wanted to try in this women's CLC match. Some of them came off pretty good, and some of them didn't. The tying Becky Lynch to the ladder with the big bull rope, that was, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the other things that they tried to do using the ladders and stuff, I don't know. I'm still kind of, I know, like, equal everything, you know, if the men can have the Hell in the Cell match, ladies can have it and TLC and stuff. But I don't know, man. Uh, seeing Asuka, I mean, not Asuka, but Kari Singh struggle like that, it was hard to watch it. After a minute, it's like, uh, she's not doing good, and, like, I don't want nobody else to get hurt. So, hopefully, I can just wrap this match up really fast. But they went for yeah. like another 15 minutes after she yeah, got Yeah, they hurt. went for a minute and they were still <laughs> tossing that poor thing around the ring like a rag doll. I'm like, like, dang. Dang. Yeah. And now we are at Monday Night Raw. Didi, Tatiana, are y'all still with us? I'm still amongst the living, praise the Lord. Didi, you still up? Didi is probably watching Clue right now just to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> so Tatiana Ali out of wrestling that you have consumed in the last few weeks or months <laughs> we, we know the Bobby Lashley stuff is bad but what do you think is good um that's a great question that I Now, see, your internet is doing funky things because we didn't hear your answer. We didn't hear nothing. You paused yourself, Tatiana. Unpause yourself. It's Gremlins. It's Christmas time. It's because, you know, it's Vince McMahon because she was getting ready to say she didn't like his product. <laughs> Him and Donald Trump are taking over the internet. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. NXT is good. I think I'm at that point now where I'm only watching NXT. Hey, it's happening faster than I thought it would. 
Yeah. I, I it, thought it was yeah. going to take like a couple of years, but it looks like it might only take one year. Especially considering that they're going head to head with AEW. Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead and tell us about Monday Night Raw, Miss J to the Max. Monday Night Raw, live from some city in the U.S. It's Monday Night Raw. So, Seth Rollins brings out the AOP, who he calls the first two men that chose to be on the right side of history. He's been called the future since his NXT debut. He beat Brock Lesnar twice this year, and people kept saying it. Everyone said it. And then it changed, and people questioned his his leadership like he did something wrong. Being a leader isn't about being cool. He says it's about making decisions to make progress. And he said Kevin Owens didn't understand this. He resisted and he had to become an example. Seth said he doesn't lie. He's a leader and a visionary and he will lead Raw and the industry into the next decade and beyond. He said he will drag all of the WWE universe and the locker room kicking and screaming, imposing his will. And if anyone resists, The AOP will enforce his will. He said he has a score to settle tonight that nobody will like, and he's sorry. Heel Seth is back. Yes, he is. It's real easy to talk tough when you got two 350-pound dudes standing beside you. Yeah. Unlike with the the little ones, Joey (laughs) and and what was his name? Joey and uh, Jamie. Yeah, no. They're they're back on the creative team. So, <laughs> so next we have the Viking Raiders versus the Good Brothers. Gallows battles back, tags in Anderson, and he falls with uppercuts. Anderson is cut off, power bombs by Eric and Ivar, heads up top, and moon salts, and the moon salt misses. The Good Brothers jump Eric, and the Magic Killer gets the win for the Good Brothers. Good for them. Eric Rowan. Oh, he's back. Oh, that's right. He's got that little thing in a cage. It's like a chicken or something. Eric Rowan is interviewed about his wacky pet, and he tells the interviewer to mind his own, well, her business. No, it's he or she. The OC celebrates backstage as AJ promises to take care of Orton on his own tonight. He will destroy him and end his career. Randy Orton is so boring in the ring. He's so boring. Anyway. Eric Rowan versus some poor local competitor. Mm-mm-mm. So the local competitor tries to get to the floor. Rowan chases him and he heads under the ring. The local competitor goes to the cage. Rowan sees him and the beating begins. In the ring, the claw slam. And there was another claw slam. And Rowan pins this poor young thing and gets the win. Charlie's backstage interviewing Andrade. Zelina runs down Charlie and says they know Umberto beat Andrade twice, but it will be the worst thing that ever happened to him because now they take him seriously. Mm-hmm. So then we get a Liv Morgan makeover video package, which is definitely giving everyone Emelina 2.0 vibes, which we all know went over extremely well. That is sarcasm. I hope they don't go all the way that route. I was hoping more like a Eva Marie, uh, like place, but yeah, Emelina 2.0, that's too far. 
I'd like to take this moment to pause and welcome our friend Tatiana Janine back to the show. Hello. Oh, the, the gremlins. They're not in your internet anymore. She's back. I've returned. Welcome, welcome. Okay. So, and Don, what was your question for her now? You said, oh, what, what does she like? Yeah, what, what out of the things that she's watched recently, what are you liking? Ha, ha, ha. That's so funny. <laughs> Another joke. Do you like NXT? Fair, at least. I haven't been able to watch SmackDown at all just because of how ridiculous my Fridays are. And then with Raw, I don't make it beyond like 9.30 before Raw I'm just is like, long. okay. <laughs> It is long. I'll be watching and it's only 45 minutes and I'm like, oh, it's only 8.45? It feels like it's 10 o'clock and this should be off. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. this, this week they did, yeah. they The old sleep monsters caught me this week. This was a catch-up on YouTube edition of Raw for me. Yeah, it was. It's it's tough. I'm gonna it's you, just so long. I'll tell you exactly where they lost me when when you get to it. Lana and Lashley. No, I was there for that. I saw all of this. I wish they would wrap this storyline up because it is terrible. It's been terrible. We got to get a wedding. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. I can't do this. No. So Lana and Lashley are in the ring celebrating their big win over Rusev. And Lana promotes her Instagram and reminds us that her hot boyfriend, Bobby Lashley, defeated Rusev at TLC. She praises Lashley and says that she wants him. Lana wants the world to know how much he loves her and asks him to wait. What? Oh, she told she asked him to ask her. Wait, what? <laughs> she basically told him to ask her to marry him. To marry her, yes. And Lashley said he didn't like being told what to do except when it's her. So he proposes to her and says they will be an amazing power couple. Lana said it was just like they rehearse and accept. It will be the most amazing wedding ever and will take place on Lana Day. This is just awful. (laughs) God, Vince is in the back like, okay, this is what we're going to do next. We're going to propose. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. People are going to love it. Nobody loves this. It's only going to be great if the wedding is a total disaster. The wedding should go, like, if it goes along the lines of when Undertaker tried to marry Stephanie McMahon, or was it the, uh, remember that? The dark wedding that they had back in the day when he had her, like, tied up to his mm-hmm. uh, symbol. And See, if it goes that route, or if it goes the route of the Triple H Stephanie drive through <laughs> wedding in Vegas oh, where Rusev kidnaps Lana and then they go to Classic. Vegas. Classic. Should be triple. It could be that the, would, the test. That was the, when the test and Stephanie wedding, right? When she didn't show up. That was the one when Triple H, she got drunk. Yeah, yeah. And she was Triple supposed H, to marry Test, but. Right, she was supposed to marry Test. Right. And then, yeah. And she didn't show up. Well, she showed up, but Triple H showed up too. He's like, hey, let me show you this video. Yeah, that would be rest in peace to test. Um, all right, so our truth. Truth. Whatever happened to the 24 7 championship? Is that still a thing? Yeah, he still got it. Oh, okay. 
So Truth cuts a wacky promo on his inspiration, John Cena, and wanting to win the U.S. title. He even points to the non-existent WrestleMania title. Why didn't he have it? They just don't respect him at all. <laughs> some people, some people understand that there's a role to be filled, and if you can fill that role, it will equal job security. And that I think is what our truth has come. Our truth, yes. Hey, Organized. he got he got kids. So. <laughs> So R-Truth versus Tozawa. Basically, Tozawa beat R-Truth. So there goes his road to WrestleMania. Uh, Tozawa versus Ricochet. Tozawa counters the running shooting star press into a cradle for two. Tozawa kicks up top and Ricochet cuts him off with the super kick. And the recoil gives Ricochet the win. Next, we get Ricochet versus Matt Hardy. They disrespect him, my man, Matt Hardy, like this. I appreciate that Ricochet eliminated him, but we'll move on. Ricochet versus Umberto Carrillo. They trade strikes, and Ricochet follows with suplexes for two. Ricochet, again, being the superhero that he is, heads up top and gets cut off by Carrillo, who follows Ricochet up top. Ricochet counters the poison. The what? Hurricane Rana. Thank you. I, it was, I didn't know the abbreviation there, but Carrillo hits the disaster kick and moves out for the elimination. And now we get Andrade and Carrillo. So basically, Andrade attacks Carrillo from behind and hits the double knees. Andrade dumps Carrillo to the floor and peels up the mats. He whips Carrillo to the barricades and DDTs him on the exposed floor. Ray arrives and checks on Carrillo. Andrade leaves because Humberto is dead. Was he really dead? (laughs) They had to stretch him out. So who won the match? Nobody? Nobody. Nobody. Look, this match took the whole second hour. It took 50 minutes. And when Matt Hardy came out there, yeah, that's when my meter went. But apparently this Humberto ricochet part was like really good like but it was like 13 minutes it was like a long part of the match and then they do all that and they don't have no winner all of that they could have just gave strap or gave the champ the the opportunity to our truth just saying he wouldn't have got stretched out of there i'm just saying Anyway, so I guess we went to a commercial break and came back. Carrillo is stretchered out as Seth and AOP arrive. Seth has Ray's pipe and they kick the shit out of Ray. This is exactly what Don is telling me to say. They kicked the shit out of Ray. Seth, Seth says they just wanted to give Ray his pipe back. He then says it's Ray's lucky night and lays him out with the blackout. Oh, Seth. Just terrorizing the locker room. So, Seth didn't take out Ray completely and challenges Ray for his U.S. title next week. Orton cuts the promo on Styles and puts over his accomplishments, but says that this is raw and Orton will remind him why he is superior. Mm. And then we get a video package for Diana Porazzo. So we get Asuka versus this young lady. There's a flatliner by Diana, and that gets two. She falls with kicks, talk shit, Asuka lights her up with a flurry because that's what Asuka does. Knee strikes, Kawada kicks, head kicks, and then Asuka makes Deanna tap out. Backstage, Charlie interviews Becky. When asked about losing at TLC, Becky says she's been off her game. The powers that be are trying to protect her, and that's because she's the golden goose, and they don't think she can beat Asuka. 
she doesn't want to be protected and she needs Oscar. She's never beaten her, but she has to change that for herself. No, we don't want it. Ray accepts Seth's challenge for next week, so clearly he wasn't that hurt. So now we got Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. Last match of the night. And now Styles could be looking for the Styles Clash. Styles wanting to send an exclamation point to Orton. Orton now trying to fight oh, look free. Out, look out, look out, look out! Styles up and over lands on his feet. Oh man, look out. Oh, oh big right hand, but man, that leg of Randy Orton's Orton. got him all. He's pulling him out. This could... Orton, does he have the leg to do it? Yes, he! Yes! Orton got all the DDT! Oh, but see, he can't just, he doesn't have the quickness now. That leg is hurting him so bad. That Viper on one leg now. Here goes Randy oh, Orton. He's doing his best to Randy coil. Randy Orton trying to go down to places not many men have. Randy Orton feeding off the WWE Universe. And it might be time for the Viper to coil up in the center of the ring. Yo! Orton now. Styles, you're in big trouble, brother. Orton. Looking at Styles. Here we go. RKO. Styles had it scouted. Styles. Calf pressure. Right back into the calf pressure. No No block. No block. This is it. He's got it full. About the pain through the body of Randy Orton. Oh, it's sunk in. Randy Orton is he going to tap? Orton trying to fight free. Styles back to his feet. Orton able to kick free. This could be the moment for Orton now. Orton has a little separation. Viper sending Styles up and over. Phenomenal one, though. On his He's feet. looking oh, for no. it, though. Look out, Randy. Phenomenal Here it comes. No. Oh, oh, oh man. No, 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 no. The, the knee of Randy Orton. Oh, he got him anyway. He did. Oh, KO. He did get him. Covered by Orton. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Randy Orton strikes again. Here's your winner, Randy from tonight. That's why he's the Viper. That's why. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look out, look out, look out. Oh, but the OC are in town and they're not happy. Gallows and Anderson beating down the Viper. The numbers advantage for the OC. Now what? Look at this. From distant shores, Vikings come a raiding. The Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders hitting the ring. No more numbers advantage. Eric and Ivar slugging it out. Oh, the OC too much now. The Viking Raiders and Randy Orton. And the numbers game is providing to be a bit of a challenge for the Raiders. The best tag team in the world trying to prove dominance here tonight. Oh man. And they're Look about out. to make a point. Look out. You hate to see it. Um, hey. A very interesting fact was the people who attended this Monday Night Raw, this was from Des Moines, Iowa. Guess what they got? What they get? As a holiday gift. What? Two tapings of Raw. The live one that you watched on oh, Monday. Oh, that's right. And then and the, the holiday one that's going to come on this Woo, week. child. That's okay. That's six <laughs> hours of TV time, but let's not even factor in the fact that there's a, always a dark match or two before Raw, and there's always a dark match after each Raw, each mm-hmm. live taping. So they were probably there from like four to midnight, like eight hours. I'd have been pissed. Yeah. That's that's a lot. That's an, That's a job. <laughs> yeah so 
if you thought the crowd was dead on arrival oh the crowd was doa this for tlc week. for sure oh yeah for tlc for sure if you thought they was kind of flat for uh this week's monday night raw wait do you see them next week after they done saw five hours of wrestling they're gonna have to put some uh like oh. the crowd tracks in there to make it sound like it's, it's oh, yeah. louder than it is yeah kevin dunn gonna have to go to work and sweeten that thing up this just in our dear friend dd is no longer with us. She didn't make it. Rest in peace. This is this usually what happens when you you know start watching Raw. We all fall asleep at some point. But, uh, <laughs> didn't expect her to fall asleep during my recap, but it's okay. I think that says more about the vodka at the holiday party than your recap. <laughs> than my recap. All right. Now I'm going to talk about what everybody came to hear about, and that's. In right. the number one WWE brand in all the land. Wait, time out. Tatiana, did you watch TLC? <laughs> JK. <No. laughs> Tatiana's like, Tatiana's like, I'm just here for the socialization. <laughs> Truly. And the drinks. Yeah. What is your drink of choice tonight? I'm actually not drinking tonight. I'm very proud of myself. Um, I don't know. My stomach has been a little queasy all day. Um, Ever since I took a lovely 6 a.m. flight from New York to Buffalo. Oh, you sound like me yesterday with the 6 a.m. flight. Mm. They ain't spray enough Lysol somebody's little baby then got everybody sick yeah you know all them circulating germs on the airplane Mm -mm. don are you having a an ipa tonight yes i am i'm having a voodoo ranger imperial ipa nine percent alcohol quite lovely that is a good ipa and i don't even like ipas that much but that one there are a couple that i will drink and that is one of them Yes, yes. We have one. Uh, I have another one that I will have after this recording. It's called a Seven Saturdays, which is um, a lot lighter version of an IPA, more of a crisper. Um, it's got passion fruit and kind of grapefruit notes to it. That one's really mm. good as well. I'm having a little Templeton rye whiskey tonight on the rocks. Oh, yes. And I think Dee Dee had the whole bar. Um, that's why she's she gonna curse me out when she hears this she possibly had (laughs) half a bottle maybe by herself yes it's quite possible and maybe more but I am proud of her for getting through her Smackdown recap that's all that matters she showed up she did her job and she did what she was required to do this is live this is what you get live raw and unscripted (laughs) this ain't reality TV this is real life B (laughs) <laughs> now what was real life was Adam Cole and Finn Balor for the NXT title no commercial breaks so both AEW and uh, NXT like had like their two most loaded shows going up against each other and uh, they both did not take any commercial breaks in the first uh, about half hour of the show not even picture in picture Wow. Finn Balor goes. He's trying to compete. He's trying. Triple H. Yeah, Triple H. And they're actually, 
they're doing a damn good job. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to choose. I just watch both. Uh, well, I'm gonna start watching again AEW. The but... power of the the power of the DB. The power of streaming and yes. Yeah, so Thank what... you to my friend who lets me use his Hulu Live. So all I do is AEW is what I watch first because I don't. It still has a newness to me and a I don't know quite what I'm gonna see. And then mm-hmm. I watch NXT ex- immediately afterward. Now that's a four hour block of wrestling. The easiest four hours of wrestling I watch all week. Raw and SmackDown, that's five hours. Oh, so long, so boring. Man, this has me hype. And I like have a hard time actually going to sleep sometimes after I watch NXT because it's <laughs> raise a tear to your eye, doesn't it? But Finn goes up top. Cole knocks him to the floor. Cole follows, and Balor counters the Panama, Sun, the Panama Sunrise, and he follows with the John Woo dropkick that knocked Adam Cole into like the first three rows. The coup de gras misses the last shot by Cole, and that gets two count. Cole drops the knee pad, but Finn Balor cuts him off. He hits another John Woo, and then the coup de gras connects. That's when Johnny Gargano arrives and distracts Finn Balor. Take a sip. Hey. Adam hey. Cole low blows Finn. Then Bay we Bay. get a last shot to Finn Balor. And Adam Cole, baby, retains the NXT title. This was Adam a Cole. really good match. Hard hitting. Finn Balor looked as good as he's looked in a long time in the ring. After the match, Johnny Gargano grabs a chair and he starts waylaying on Finn Balor. I think Finn going back to NXT was probably the best thing for him because Vince didn't know what to do with him. Because he's so small and he gets hurt. That's the one thing this you can't true. do in WWE is get hurt. That's why even though he wasn't happy, he got into a really good spot for a long time with Dean Ambrose. was because mm-hmm. he never got hurt. And then he, then he finally got hurt and then I guess he, that's when he had time to, but what messed him up was he had all these ideas for how to come back and they didn't want to do it or they didn't have any idea for him to come back. And then that's when he realized like, oh, there's a bunch of amateurs over here. <laughs> yeah. Just go on here and go back to NXT where you won't, won't be buried. I wonder sometimes is NXT tired from carrying the entire world wrestling entertainment on their back? Like, that's what they're doing. Literally, backs have to be broken. Finn will be injured again. Bianca's ponytail will be <laughs> limp. Like, it's so <laughs> much heavy lifting just to carry this entire franchise that Vince McMahon wants to turn into the next Disney on their back. Wow. It's because Vince don't listen and he thinks he know everything and he's out of touch. Very. They've been, in my estimation, the best brand in WWE for the last three years. Mm -hmm. Consistently. Like I never whenever I watch NXT TakeOver, I never end it with man. That sucked. 
every NXT takeover that I've ever watched, it's been like, man, that was good. I've gone back to rewatch NXT takeovers. I never go back and rewatch any of WWE's anything. Not not now. Old school stuff, yeah. But in this new era, it's just like I'll watch it and I'm like, this was a waste of my time. But I never have that feeling after watching anything pertaining to NXT. Because Triple H and Shawn Michaels just get it. Yeah. You know? And then you have to remember Triple H and Shawn Michaels, Vince McMahon never wrestled. I mean, you know, Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Well, I mean, not to the extent that <laughs> Triple H and Shawn Michaels I'm did. Absolutely trolling. Okay, I'm like, girl, don't talk to you just because you got red hair. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like they just get it. Like, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, they, you know, they just get it. And yeah, and Vince just doesn't. He's just a senile. He like Donald Trump. He a senile old man that don't I listen think, to nobody. Think he know everything. I think they have a lot of fun playing at a kiddie table. They do. Because and I'm telling you now, if I was ever signed to NXT, I'm like, don't put me on the main roster. Let me stay my ass right here. Yeah, never put me on the main. Because guess what? I can live in one spot. I don't have to travel every 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 day. You know, and I'm going to shine. That's what uh, Tomasa Ciampa said was a big uh, consideration for him of not wanting to go to the main roster. It's that he felt that they had done enough to elevate NXT to being the A show. And then just what you said, just uh, the travel schedule for the main roster is just so crazy. And he was like, you know, we can stay here in Florida, do a couple of shows on the weekend, do our do our live show on Wednesday, and I'm good. He is like, right. he's like, I don't want to do all that traveling. I don't want to go all those places. He's like, I got a young daughter. He was like, I get to see her, you know, for at least three and a half times a week, every week. He is like, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not trying to go to the main roster. Yeah, like work life balance is is so important. Damian Priest oh. versus Killian Dane was our next match. I'm going to speed it up a little bit. Dane uh, hits a senton. The Vader bomb eats the knees. We get the reckoning or the crossroads by Damian Priest, a.k.a. Punishment Martinez, and Killian Dane gets the win. This was a really good match um, playing off of uh, Damian Priest having injured ribs because Killian Dane attacked him last week. Strong effort here. They announced that the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic returns in 2020, and the teams will be announced on January 1st. Then two of oh, my that'll f- be exciting. Oh, it's gonna is be it going to be teams from NXT, or is it kind of like the May Young Classic where it's people off the independent circuit? Teams from NXT mostly, and there may have one or two independent because that's how DIY uh, got started Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano they were just two guys they got they were in the Cruiserweight Classic and they just threw them together to make up a team in the Dusty Rose Tournament got it two of my favorites Cameron Grimes and Kushida they faced off Kushida hits an end to Gary he hits rolling kicks and then they head up top the wheelbarrow driver from Kushida gets a two count they trade more strikes. They work into counters. And Cameron Grimes then hits the cave-in double stomp. And Cameron Grimes gets the win. Have you seen Cameron Grimes, Miss Jason Max? 
I have not, but I haven't watched this week's NXT yet, but I will. He, uh, if you don't get it at first, he's supposed to be like the lead singer from Leonard Skinner with the hat and everything. <laughs> but you, but you have to listen to his. The only way I figured it out was I listened to his ring music. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like Leonard Skinner. And then I looked at him and was like, oh, and he's wearing the hat. I was like, oh, now I get it. Uh, Io oh. Shirai faced off against one of my faves, Santana Garrett. Always good to see Santana and Garrett wrestling in NXT. Uh, Garrett gets the sideless and rake sweep, Russian leg sweep for a two count. She lays in some strikes and the back handspring elbow. Garrett then works a Muda lock. EO fights and escapes. The double knees connect, and then EO puts away Santana Garrett with a beautiful moonsault to get the one, two, three. Good. I like EO. Listen, I'm all about the Japanese lady wrestlers in WWE. They are so badass. <laughs> Every single one of them. We get a video package hy- hyping uh, Worlds Collide, which is taking place next month. Uh, event between NXT and NXT UK. And so we get a preview match here where Pete Dunn is taking on Travis Banks. Dunn counters the slice of heaven, hits the curb stomp, and Banks counters into the Kiwi Crusher for a two count. They trade more strikes working into counters as Dunn hits an avalanche X-Plex in the bitter end gives Pete Dunn the win. Pete Dunn is the one that doesn't have a neck, right? Yes, he's the guy who likes to break your fingers. <laughs> he got the ester roll going. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, like, bro, you ain't got no neck. Okay. Kathy <laughs> Kelly interviews Dakota Kai about me and Yim putting her through a table last week. Dakota says he's all she says he won, and that's all that matters, and that she's coming for that NXT women's championship. I like me and Yim. I was going to ask you um, who your thoughts were, your allegiances were with when it came to the NXT women's division. Oh, I've been a Mia Yim fan since I saw her in the Mae Young Classic. And then when I found out her daddy was black, I was even more of a fan. I'm like, yes, I'm here for it. (laughs) And then when she came out looking like she was from Brooklyn to beat up on Dakota Kai a couple weeks ago, I was here for it again. Then I seen she was dating Keith Lee. I stand for Mia Yim. I love her. Next week, Roderick Strong, he's going to issue an open challenge. Leo Rush and Keith Lee, they're going to face off against Tony Nese and Damian Priest. Quick question. How long is the little Bobby Fish dude? He he had a concussion, right? Or was it something more serious? Uh, yeah, he his yeah he hurt his he hurt his neck, which gave him a concussion. So he ah. he should be fine, I guess. Maybe um you know a couple of weeks off where he hasn't wrestled, he should be okay. Okay. Now it's time for our main event of the evening: Shayna yes. Baszler versus Rhea Ripley NXT Women's Title Match. Oh, what a drop kick from Ripley! Razor would do well to try to use some of that MMA experience. He had 15 wins on our record. 13 were by submission. I started calling. Baszler's MMA fights back in 2008, really a pioneer of the MMA game for the women. And right now, 
A dominant oh, NXT Women's oh, Champion, but getting all she can handle from Rhea Ripley. Well, Ripley looking to raise the stakes. But look here. Baszler's hand on the top rope, trying to prevent the superplex. Didn't gab it. Here we go. A superplex by Ripley. As Baszler crashes down hard, will Ripley seize the opportunity? Ripley oh, one wow. count away. Oh, but here comes, here comes the horse women trying to spoil Ripley's potential coming out party. And this is exactly what I was talking about. Beasler always has an insurance policy. And this may have been marred by the appearance of the horsewomen, but Ripley takes the feet out from under Shayna Baszler. Oh, Ripley takes up both Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir. And the prime targets. Oh. And Baszler laying in wait to deliver the knee right to, to Ripley's jaw. Duke and Shafir played their role here almost perfectly. Ripley, a breakout star of the year nominee, really looking to break out here as Baszler looks to break her limbs.
I'm here for it because I stand for Rhea Ripley too. And after the match, uh, there's like a little post-match mosh pit celebration where the ring fills up with fans and other wrestlers, and they've all got Eo, I mean, excuse me, Rhea Ripley up on their shoulders and stuff, carrying her around the ring. It's pretty cool visual at the end. I love Rhea Ripley, and I love her entrance music. Rhea Ripley is 23 years old, and she just won the NXT Women's Title. She's been wrestling, I think, for training and wrestling for like seven years. I think she said she started when she was 16. Wow. She might have a chance, depending on injuries and outside things that happen. She could possibly be in the top three uh, female wrestlers of all time. Tessa Blanchard is definitely in my top top three. She might be my number one right now. Yeah, currently she probably is number one right now. And Rhea Ripley is definitely in my my number two. So that was yeah. a very spirited edition of NXT this week. Uh, one of the best episodes they'd actually put out in a while. It's good to see Johnny Gargano come back. So him and Finn Balor are going to resume their little feud and have a discussion about their issues can't wait to see what transpires with that later on they've got a takeover coming up in february so i'm thinking that might be the main event unless we get a velveteen dream coming back and challenges adam cole where has he been he's got back issues okay because i'm like where has my little friend been and i miss him on my tv yeah it's tough because that's the one injury that you know, you can't work around, you know, if you got a, if your doctor says your knee is hurt, but you don't need surgery, you know, you can tape it up and grit it out and get over it. But once your back, back starts, yeah, messing up because you can't take any bumps. You can't land or anything, you know, even yeah. I've never like, I've been in a wrestling ring, but I've never like gotten slammed in one or like, Don, let us find out you out here on the independent circuit. (laughs) No, no. No, sometimes when you go to, if you, you know, when you're media at some of these little shows and stuff, you know, you get to do little things in the ring and stuff. So, but I can only imagine to somebody who hasn't done it a hundred times in a year is that, yeah, landing on the mat isn't the most pleasant thing. The first probably 50 times you do it. Well, it, I mean, if you just even look at it, I don't know if you guys have seen the original documentary for The Glow, but that was one of the things that they talked about in that documentary. Like in the long run, a lot of the women ended up having back issues, right? you know, in the end because of, you know, just taking bumps in the ring. And yeah. So people is like, oh, it's so fake. It's like, yeah, but those injuries are so real. So Extremely real. So real. I told I told a gentleman that today, actually. <laughs> that exact yeah. quote. I feel like it takes more effort to do what they do in the ring and not hurt somebody but make it look like they are than it does to just get in the ring and go wild and crazy. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you actually have to think about your spots and you have to think about how am I going to do this, make it look legit without injuring myself or the other person? That takes a lot of effort. And I feel right. like it takes more work and effort to do that than to just, you know, 
hop in the ring and just start swinging. And I don't care if I hurt them because that's the point. The you don't see it happen anymore that much because the guys do so much high flying. But sometimes if you'll get like two older competitors, like I'm pretty sure when Cody wrestled um, Jericho, they didn't talk about shit. They just went out there and basically wrestled and kind of, as they call it, called it in the Mm -hmm. ring. Mm-hmm. And that's when you are like, when you can get to that level and still have a good match and nobody knows that you're doing it that way, that's when you reach like the ultimate level for pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Like um, Chris Jericho talked about how neurotic Sami Zayn is. And, mm-hmm. he, and he said that he wanted to mess with him. So he said when, um, when he was doing the thing with Kevin Owens, they had a tag team match. And so Kevin was, he, so he got with Kevin. I was like, hey, what are we doing? And Kevin was like, man, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. You're going to have to get with Jericho. He's in control of the matches. So Sammy was like pestering him. Like, hey, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? He was like, oh, I'll get to it. He's like, you know, a couple <laughs> hours go by. Sammy comes back. Duh, 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 duh. Oh, I'll get to it. And then he comes back <laughs> up. Like, he's like, man, he comes back up to me like 25 minutes before the show. It's like, uh, we'll just call it in the ring. And he said, you should have seen Sami Zayn's face because he's never really wrestled like that before. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's Has just... Sami Zayn wrestled in the last few months? No, he hasn't. No, yeah. he hasn't. Is he injured or are they just doing something different right now? I haven't seen anything about him being injured, but uh, you never know. Hmm. I haven't seen anything, but you never know. So before we go, uh, we're, you know, this is, we're getting close to the end of the year. So, you know, there's going to be all these award shows and things like that. So what I'm going to try to do over this weekend, maybe possibly Sunday, and then definitely maybe uh, New Year's Eve when I've got a lot of time, I'm going to sit here and go through all these notes and curate a list. And we're going to come up with some year-end awards, or as we like to call them here, the El Dandies. The El Dandies. Yes. So they'll be coming <laughs> I back. I beat you to it. Ha ha. <laughs> so uh, you can participate in who wins the El Dandies by voting on our Twitter account. So I will definitely have those up. And by the time we do our next full show, uh, probably in uh, 2020, because we may give you a partial show coming up next week. It's just going to be wrong. Depending on how depending on if Dee goes to a holiday party or not, it might be a partial show. <laughs> it's just going to be raw on Monday and then SmackDown on Friday. So we may not, we may just wrap those two together in the next show with the LD. Or it may just be raw because Dee might be somewhere sleeping. <laughs> Don't be talking about my SmackDown managed co-host like that. I love our Smack. Listen, Dee is one of my close friends. I love her, which is why I am teasing her right now. I'm not going to let her live this down. You're pulling a Chris Myers. You kid because you care. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Don't worry, because in the group chat, I'm going to light it up in the morning. Where are you going to be in January 4th and 5th, Miss Jason Max? Are you going to be international? January 4th and 5th. No, I will not be international until mid-January. January 4th and 5th, as of right now, I will be local to 
your the West Coast. Okay, so make sure you fire up the New Japan World app because Wrestle Kingdom is January fourth. It's two days, fourth and fifth. Wait, it's two whole. It's like a dance-a-thon. Just two yeah. days. Huh? Yeah, two whole days. Jericho Ooh. is wrestling Tanahashi. We got. Um, Lance Archer wrestling John Moxley in a street fight for the United States Championship. We got the main event, of course, Kota Ibushi trying to get the title off of Okada. They've got this thing going where they're trying to get like a double champion. So they're going to have an intercontinental championship match between Jay White and my man Naito. And the winner of that match gets to face the winner of the Kota Ibushi uh, Okada match. And whoever wins that match will be the world champion and the IC champion at the same time. Isn't it cool how, like, when you're not signed to WWE, you can just wrestle for a bunch of different promotions? Yeah. So cool. Um, Let's see. Let me pull up. Let me pull up the rest of the card here so everybody can get a... And sidebar, where is Naomi and the Usos? Why haven't they been on my TV? I know she's dealing with some personal stuff, but I, I need her back on my TV. So. The, the whole fam, they, they everybody's dealing with personal stuff. Because Jay or whichever one just caught the DW, the latest DWI, he just got cleared as not guilty. Uh, Jimmy, yes, Naomi's husband, right? Yes. yes. Yep. So, I hope he stopped drinking, cause or at least you can drink. But don't drive. Some people just don't need to drink. Drive and don't drink. But you have to kind of choose. I know the doc, the the D Whites was mad. Like, oh wait, he got found not guilty, and they have video. Now y'all see how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> now y'all see. D White is mad. Juice and Thunder Liger. He's gonna wrestle his last two matches of his career. At Wrestle Kingdom, Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga and Tongaloa, Samoan Coalition. They're gonna go Ooh, up against No, Finn they Juice. they not Samoan, they Tonga. Oh, Tonga. Get it right. Me. Get it right, Gon. Don't have don't have the bad boy out here <laughs> tweeting you because you know he ain't afraid to say, you know, him and him and him and Enzo going back and forth on, on Twitter. Did y'all oh, hear that Enzo freestyle? No. no. I love my You life. didn't hear about the freestyle. Oh, Enzo dropped a quote unquote freestyle about Tomatonga. I haven't heard it. Definitely not worth my I time saw the effort. tweet about it. <laughs> Leave us alone. Please go away. Get a job. Please. That doesn't involve rapping it's or wrestling. UPS has been hiring this whole time. <laughs> Amazon needs people to deliver these packages. Uh, him and Kaz, man, they had bright futures and then just ugh, ruined it. Yeah, well, Kaz has Kaz has uh, mental issues right now, so he's been going through some things there and getting treatment and stuff. I don't know what Enzo's problem is. Which one was dating Kaz? Was it Liv or Mandy? Or Carmella? Carmella. Carmella. It was Carmella? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other final big major match I'm looking forward to on the first night of Wrestle Kingdom. Will Ospreay, who I think is my wrestler of the year, if I had a vote in any type of media, that's who I'd vote for wrestler of the year. Versus a returning Hiromu Takahashi. He's been out for like a year and a half with a legitimate broken neck. 
too. Yeah, now he's back. He's all healed and recovered. So it's awesome, awesome, awesome. Can't wait to see him wrestle. Actually, there's a they have their kind of basically will, will be their Raw, SmackDown, and Go Home shows coming up. Mm-hmm. And the main event has uh, Hiromu has a mortal enemy in Dragon Lee. Well, they're actually going to team up and go against Will Ospreay and Robbie Eagles in this match. And I cannot wait to watch this. It's probably going to have to be tomorrow, though, because it's three hours. So you have to put it on my calendar. But I was just looking. Big Cass is a Trump supporter. So, you know, that can explain, you know, why he. <laughs> got issues. I'm just saying. Anybody that's a Trump supporter has some kind of special issues. Well, uh, well, I mean, I said what I said. Yeah, but check out our cast strong style episode. Me and Anwar Starwin. We talk about the World Tag League. Then we go in depth into the cards for Wrestle Kingdom and the things and the possibilities that could happen. And uh, leading up to New Year's Dash. So there's our last podcast for Cast of Strong Style. So at this time, I'm going to turn it over to Miss J to the Max so she can get hey, her shout out. Hey, shout out to my Ladies' Night WrestleCast co host, Dee Dee, Tatiana, and Don. And also to our WrestleCast family that we tweet with every week. And go read my articles at quitmag.com. That's it. All right. Miss Tatiana Janine, I think you need to like speak a lot in this segment since your um, internet was trying to keep you from being great here. So, you know. I th- you know, it really was my phone because I set a limit to my phone to like stop right at midnight. And that's what it was. My phone was telling me, hey, girl. Take your ass to bed. It's midnight. Exactly. I just want to say if Fox knew what was good for them, since Roman Reigns is wrestling during Steve Harvey's New Year's Eve show, they (laughs) should just let Roman Reigns beat Steve Harvey up and (laughs) give the world a gift. Shout out to this wonderful family that I have with you all. It's been a great year. I got drunk with y'all on my birthday. I had oh, that's right. When is your birthday again? Valentine's Day, February 14th. Ladies Night WrestleCast in February. Yeah, that's when the next official one is due. This isn't a real Ladies Night because I'm here. No, Don, you are one of us. No, I'm not like ladies, one of us, <laughs> but like you're part of the crew. Yeah, I am part of the crew, but just no. for clarification, yeah, I'm, behind, I'm more behind the scenes part of the crew. The official ladies' night when y'all have like the reign of the show, and it's like, oh, this is going to be off the rails. See, you guys didn't have as many. That's why we need you because we go off the rails so often. You know, the show's supposed to be two hours and, you know, by the time you get done editing, you didn't have to, you know, leave an hour and a half on the cutting room floor because, you know. That's why we have. Talking about, we're talking about Clue. That's why we have Patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media so you can hear all the things that don't make the WrestleCast. They show see up how I did match. that? You I see see. How I see how I lobbed that to you, Don? You see what I did there? You're professional yeah. here. I, what a I try. So, Miss Tatiana Ali, you're, you're all done with your shout-outs? That was everything? I'm not everyone. Tatiana Ali. I'm I mean, not Fresh Janine, Prince of Bel-Air. It, uh, yeah, Fresh Princess of Bel-Air. Sorry. Tatiana Princess. Janine. <laughs> I don't know why her name just popped into my head. 
you must think I live in Bel Air. And to that, I say, I am poor and I live in Brooklyn. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's all I ask is that Fox lets Roman Reigns beat up Steve Harvey. Bring 2020 in the right way. That would be Steve Harvey. That would be a new twist on Celebrity Deathmatch, huh? I mean, need to bring that show back. Did you think it could get away with it in 2019? It's different these days now. I know people do get offended by everything these days, but it's Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey versus Roman Reigns for Celebrity Deathmatch on New Year's Eve. On Fox. On Fox. Or what about Roman Reigns versus Donald Trump on Celebrity Deathmatch? Oh, that would be a sellout. (laughs) (laughs) He should just, it should be like Roman Reigns with his tag partner, the world. And he can just (laughs) tag anybody he wants to get in the fight. (laughs) That would be great. Yep. I'm here. I'd watch. Book it, Vince. We know Book you're it. listening. Girl, Vince loves Donald Trump. So, he would never. Yeah, that's his homie for sure. Mm. From way back. We go way back. Way, way back. That's why they see now together. <laughs> <laughs> they both live in La La Land. I'd like to give a shout out and wish a happy holiday to everyone who's listening to the WrestleCast past, present, and future. Hope everybody has a safe holiday. Enjoy the new year and your family and the gifts and the food and the cheer. Uh, Be sure to water your Christmas trees and unplug the lights. Uh, (laughs) Give a shout out to everybody who showed up to the live tweet this year at any point in time. Thank you for supporting the WrestleCast. Next year we're going to really start hitting the Patreon hard. We're going to make sure we start getting some involvement from the patrons so you guys can determine what we give you over there to provide some more extra content. But yeah, it's going to be a big focus next year. So please think about supporting the podcast by becoming a patron. Also visit the CSPN, visit our sponsors, shop, do some last minute shopping with Amazon. If you get it out by the time you hear this podcast, it might get to whoever you needed to get to by Tuesday. But if you hadn't got it ordered by now, you're probably cutting it close. But CSPN.us, click on that tab that says keep our podcast free. Shout with any of our sponsors. Um, I just want to piggyback off what you said, Don, about how you said we want to engage more with the listeners and things. Unlike the WWE, we listen. <laughs> We're going to give you what you want. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, let's see if there's anything else wrestling related. You know what I want? Oh. I want the next Ladies Night podcast. Or it okay. doesn't have to be the next one, but the one after to be like video. Because, you know, we're all fabulous. And the people need to see how fabulous we look. Okay. So, well, I'm just saying. We'll just make sure that that's, everybody has good backgrounds. And and make like sure that. Dee Dee is awake. Things <laughs> like that. So, everybody can be fabulous on the game. Mm-hmm. You know, give us time to get my, Then I can throw, you can show people my editing skills. But you'll definitely have to... Uh, that might be a Patreon only one thing. We might have to. Make yeah, we can do the, like a the the dark the dark match because yeah. you know I'll draw my eyebrows on so I don't look surprised the whole episode <laughs> and you know yeah. 
Check out NWA Power. The new season started this past Tuesday. It was really good. They're going to bring back the television title. Uh, they had a pay-per-view uh, this past Saturday. And the villain, Marty Skrull, showed up to challenge Nick Aldis for the NWA title, the 10 pounds of gold. Uh, Nick Aldis formed a new faction with the wild card and uh, his uh, valet Camille. Um, Melina is in the NWA, ladies. Yeah, I love her. Uh, Marty Bell is also there. So they've got a little women's division uh allison uh allison sin is there so they got a little women's division there they're trying to do uh aaron stevens aka damian sandow is hilarious uh he's the new uh national champion um so yeah check out nwa power and uh, aew dark was pretty good if you're an orange cassidy fan or you like orange cassidy this was the week for y'all to watch dark so check that out i would Uh, love to see um you know like I don't know. I guess I'll just say when you said Melina, this made me think of people who I want to see back in the ring. Victoria is one that I I know she's retired completely from. I mean, she does her appearances, but she doesn't wrestle much anymore. But I'd love to see her back in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Victoria is good. So that's uh, all the other wrestling that I've watched and seen and taken in uh, this week. That's outside of WWE. Like I said, uh, for the people who watch Dynamite, I'll give you a quick review on that. Uh, it was very good. Jungle Boy lasted the 10 minutes. They finally did some video packages on him, had a sit-down interview with him and Jim Ross. So they built up his backstory. They just doing things a little bit out of sequence because they're new at this. They should have probably had that happen last week and not have uh, Jungle Boy get a like roll up on Jericho and Marco Stunt make the pin count they probably just hit a random video packages and build up the story uh seu defended the titles against the young bucks and then they all got beat up by the dark order at the end of the match the dark order has like new people recruiting in and they beat up like nine people jericho uh um is still waiting for john moxley to answer him for his invite to the uh inner circle so that were kind of the main things that happened on AEW this past week. Another good show, NXT, really good as well. If you're watching wrestling on Wednesdays, you're enjoying yourself. If you're still watching a whole lot of wrestling on Mondays and Fridays, hopefully it's going to get better because we are getting towards WrestleMania and and, uh, Royal Rumble season. So they usually tend to pick it up a little bit around this time. Uh, We just had to get through TLC and hopefully starting January 1st. We'll get some inspired WWE content on the main roster where everybody can feel good about. But until then, for my ladies' night host, Miss Didi Jonay, Miss Jade to the Max, and Tatiana hey. Janine, hey. I'm their host of the WrestleCast, Don DeLorente. This has been episode 277. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Well, now that the whole family's here, let's get down to business, shall we? When I debuted for NXT, the entire world was saying, Seth Rollins is the future. When I showed up here on Raw, the entire world clamored, Seth Rollins is the future. 
until this year when I did the unthinkable, when I beat the unbeatable. Not once, but twice, I pinned Brock Lesnar's shoulders to this mat. The entire planet was saying, Seth Rollins is the future. And that's just not one or two people, that was everybody. Fans, ownership, everyone. And then, all of a sudden, the mood changed. And people started to question my leadership. As if I had done something wrong. Let me explain something to everybody here and everyone listening around the world. Being a leader is not about being cool. It's not about making the popular decisions. It's about making decisions for the sake of progress. And that's not easy for everyone to understand. Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens is a perfect example of that. What happened to Kevin Owens? was a tragedy. Kevin resisted and Kevin became an example. And that's the truth. That's the truth because look, I don't lie to you guys, all right? I'm honest with you. That's one thing we've always had. I tell you the truth every step of the way and that's not going to change. So let me lay a little truth on you right now. And this might be hard for some people to accept. I am a leader. I am a visionary. I am going to be the man that leads this brand and this industry into the next decade and beyond. And whether you like it or not, you are coming with me by hook or by crook, I will drag you kicking and screaming all the way into 2020. I will impose my will. And if you resist, the AOP will enforce my will. decisions that's not going to be a popular decision but it's going to be the right decision there's a score that I've got to settle and I guarantee you by the end of this night one way or another it's going to be settled and you guys you're not going to like it so let me say this in advance for what we have to do tonight I'm sorry